Good morning and welcome to the Video Games and Good Conversation podcast. I am your host Zorvax and today is February 11th, 2019. Today I really wanted to talk about MMORPGs and kind of where they're at right now, like where I feel that they're at um, and just kind of my history with the, the genre as a whole and kind of my hopes for the future and where I'm really hoping that things go. So me personally, I've been playing MMORPGs for uh, about 15 years now or so. Um, funny enough, I actually started playing MMOs with a MMO FPS, first person shooter, called Planetside. I was only about maybe 16 at the time when I found this game. I actually met one of my now best friends that I've known since then um, at the game store and he talked me into buying it and trying it out. And that's a huge topic of conversation because I love Planetside and the whole concept of an MMO FPS, but uh, Planet Side 2 didn't end up being really what I expected it to be, so that's neither here nor there, but that was kind of what got me into playing those types of games, and of course it led me to trying my first MMORPG, which was Lineage 2, um, and if you haven't played Lineage 2 before, it is a Korean MMO, or well, it started in Korea and it came to the West and the first lineage was like really big. I think it actually still is really big in Korea to this day. Um, and Lineage 2 still exists if you look it up. It's not really anything like it was back when I started playing, but it still does exist and it is free to play, so if you wanted to check that out. <laughs> but I started with, with Lineage 2, and that of course came out a little bit before World of Warcraft, which kind of changed the whole landscape of what MMOs were to the general public because before World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft, there really wasn't a big spotlight on MMOs in general. There was a lot of pretty big releases before WoW, but it still was more of a a niche genre versus you know the the games that your average gamer was playing. So. I, uh, yeah, I got in with Lineage 2 and, of course, World of Warcraft, and I played from that point until now pretty much every MMO that came out. I mean, I tried City of Heroes, um, I tried EverQuest, EverQuest 2, Dark Age of Camelot, um, even Ultima Online, which goes back before most of these other ones that I've, I've talked about, if not all of them. Um, but I've tried out Star Wars Galaxies, which, you know, looking back now, I wish I would have gave that game more of a, a chance because there doesn't seem to really be anything out these days that even competes with, with what that was. Um, but Final Fantasy XI Online, I actually made a video, God, it's already been about a year, about me really trying that for the first time um, about a year and a half or so ago. Because I never, another game I tried once back in its heyday, never really gave it a big chance. And I tried it now, and I actually really, really enjoyed it and got into it a lot. And 
if it weren't for the fact that it still requires an active subscription, you know, monthly paid subscription, I would probably play it because I really, really enjoyed it. But, um, and currently I still play World of Warcraft and I play Final Fantasy XIV online as well. Uh, I play both of them, as you can imagine, fairly casually these days. Back with World of Warcraft when it was newer, vanilla, Burning Crusade through Wrath of the Lich King. I did my fair share of raiding and like in-game content and all that, but anymore I play more casually with my uh, my time schedule and time restrictions. But uh, I think I got off on a, <laughs> a big ramble there, um, which is you know really what. I'm, I'm kind of aiming for with this podcast. I really don't want it to be anything f- too formal or, you know, fact-driven, let's say. I really just want it to be about, you know, good conversation. So anyway, so kind of what I wanted to talk about today was MMOs are in a really weird spot right now where uh, they have been on a decline. Let's not sugarcoat it or try to pretend like they're not. Um, as we know with World of Warcraft, bringing such a big spotlight to the genre and bringing in so much money, everybody wanted to try their hand at making their own, which is why we saw that huge wave of MMOs that were WoW clones or like really close to WoW clones and they all kind of copied the same. (laughs) And, and, And of course we all know that WoW didn't invent a lot of these things, they copied a lot of that from... EverQuest and whatnot, but that's neither here nor there. Everybody saw what WoW had and what WoW was doing, and they're like, "Man, I wanna, I want a piece of that." And we started seeing just this flood of new MMORPGs coming out. And well, as we sit here now in 2019, we see most of those games either have closed or are free to play, and some of them did find their spot within the the genre space and they're doing okay for themselves some of them actually even seem to do better once they went free to play and it fit them really well so but the thing about it is there were so many games that came out and i'm gonna i'm gonna spotlight a few of them that i personally enjoyed and kind of wish had had went a little differently um one of which is warhammer online if you remember that game it came out, sheesh, it's been a while, and I don't honestly remember exactly when it came out, but it was in the, the aftermath of WoW, and it really it was a game that I was looking forward to playing. Like, I really, really was excited about it because I was a fan of Warhammer in general, and I played some other Warhammer games like the Dawn of War real-time strategy games and things like that, and I always really enjoyed Warhammer lore, so I was really excited about it, and when it came out, it had a lot of problems. Uh, not gonna lie about that. Like it was very, very buggy. Um, there were a lot of issues with class balance, and the game was very heavily influenced by PvP or RVRs, what they called it, realm versus realm combat. But it was so badly balanced that the RVR was really a nightmare for the most part and a lot of people didn't even want to level past like the first bracket um which was like the level 10 10 so bracket i think 10 to 19 or 10 to 15 
something like that. But most people didn't even want to go past that because it was just so badly balanced and things were so out of whack. So, I really wish that they had done a better job with that game because I, I played it on release and I think I got into the 30s um, before I stopped playing and I just, I, I really hated that the game went that way because it had a good concept. Obviously, Warhammer, story-wise, lore-wise, is one of the absolute best, like, worlds to have a game in because there's just, there's so much story, there's so many epic characters, there's so many cool, you know, systems and, and class concepts and all these other things that it really could be an amazing... MMO, either it, whether you go with the classic like that one or you go Warhammer 40k, which they were supposedly making a Warhammer 40k MMO and I think it turned into some kind of like weird arena style shooter or something. I don't even know like what happened with that game, but I was actually pretty excited about a 40k MMO and never really happened, so. But yeah, um. I really had wished that Warhammer would have worked out because it was a lot of fun when it did work and I think had it been in better hands, I don't know if that's really on Mythic or if it's more on EA as the publisher because we all know how publishers can kind of get their hands in things and make, make decisions that are not uh, best for the game overall because they're thinking of the, the business side of things and all that. but. But yeah, so anyway, so Warhammer was a game that came and went. It closed down, oh, geez, years back now. And uh, there has been a few people that have tried to keep it alive. I think there's a few private servers out there that are still running for people who want to play it. Um, I tried one at once, and it was really fun to relive that, that game for a little while, but it wasn't the same, obviously. It never is. But so, the I guess the point that I'm trying to get out is with Warhammer and Wildstar and you know all these games that have now come and gone, it seemed like the idea of just making another MMO that was very similar to what had already been done, whether you want to say it was World of Warcraft or EverQuest or whatever, just wasn't working anymore. Like people wanted something that was new and different and wasn't doing the exact same thing that everyone had been doing and there's some that have survived past this I mean really if you look at it like Final Fantasy 14 is a good example it plays similarly to the other ones it's you know hot bar tab targeting you know it has a lot of the same systems the combat is very similar but the game is just so well done. The story is so good. The game is very polished. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of really good things about the game that make it just... I mean, I don't want to just go out and say better, but really it must be better in a lot of ways that it is still so successful as one of the only few remaining subscription-based MMOs that are, are surviving. So... Um... Where was I going with that? <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, like people wanted things different than what, what we had already been playing. And I think that 
there are some companies out there who are trying to do that. I know Ashes of Creation has a lot of things planned that sound really good. I don't know if they're going to be able to actually pull them off like they're hoping to. Um, they have a lot of really cool systems in place and like a living world that is directly affected by the players and you know all these cool things that developers like to talk about but sometimes don't always end up being as good as they say and I was a little concerned as of late with their whole battle royale demo thing that they were doing I'm really not sure what that was about I'm hoping it was just a way for them to to test the game with a bunch of people playing on it because I, I'm <laughs> kind of over the whole battle royale phase that gaming is in right now I haven't tried Apex Legends out yet, so I can't say that might be a good one. I've heard good things, but I'm kind of over hearing about those games and playing those games. So, not really sure what Ashes of Creation was doing with that, but I'm still going to try it out when it comes out and see, see what it is. And there's also um, Camelot Unchained, which I'm excited to try out because I was a pretty big fan of Dark Age of Camelot. I didn't play it until it had already been out for a while, but I really enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed the the PvP. It was really cool the way they did the the three realm because in Dark Age of Camelot there was three factions, so that was a, an interesting concept, and I enjoyed a lot of the, the classes and stuff I played. And one thing that I really enjoyed that a lot of games don't really do anymore is that the the factions had different classes so like and and lineage kind of did this too when you play most mmos of whether you play you know wow or final fantasy 14 or whatever you make a race and then you pick a class but the classes are the same for every race so whether you play you know, and while if you play an orc or a human or, you know, a dwarf, whatever, if you play a warrior, you are the same as any other race who also plays a warrior. There's, there's no differences besides your racial abilities, which are for your race. So it doesn't matter what class you play. But in games like Dark Age of Camelot or lineage for instance your race made a difference in what your class was so I'm more familiar with lineage still to this day than I am the AOC so I'm gonna use that as a as a reference instead but when you played lineage and you picked your race that made the decision on what kind of character you were going to make so Whereas most races had a tank class, per se, a knight class, every race's was different. So the humans had, you started off as just a human fighter, and then you moved to a human knight. And then when you got to level 40, you could make the choice between either a paladin or a dark avenger, which was, you know, every, well, everyone pretty much knows what a paladin is, and a dark avenger was kind of the opposite of that. Um... But then if you played, say, an elf instead, you would make a knight and then you would become what was called a temple knight. 
And while they were kind of similar to the human knight as far as, you know, uh, heavy armor, sword and shield style tank, you had completely different abilities than the other tank was. So like, whereas the human knight would have like a shield stun and, you know, a, a panther pet or, you know, this or that or the other thing, the elf knight on the other hand had these like cubic things which were kind of mini pets that, that gave you buffs or gave you heals or did, you know, other things. And then like the dark elf tank had life drains and curses and you know things like that so depending on what race you played affected your class and I always thought that that made each class a little more unique because even though you might both be tanks you might both be able to go and you know tank a raid or whatever else you were going to have different strengths and different weaknesses than somebody of another race and of course they had the differences in their base stats, you know, strength and, and health points and all those kind of things, but most MMOs really do that anyway. I, I really like that the classes were different as far as their active abilities and how they played so that if you made both, it actually felt like you were playing something different rather than just playing the same thing. And I think that most most games don't do that anymore, and it's really kind of a bummer. I mean, I understand that it's harder to balance something like that because you end up with so many more classes. I think Lineage ended up having like 30-something different classes because of that, <laughs> which is awfully hard to, to balance. But I think the way they did it was actually really good because the classes were similar enough that it was easier to balance than if they were totally and completely different, you know, like archetypes or whatever. So I think that that's a pretty good good compromise and a good way to do it. But that being said, you know, I think going back to the original point of just needing needing change, needing evolution in the in the genre, not just doing the same thing that we've seen because I think everyone's made it pretty clear that they don't want more of just the same and that's why when these new games all came and went, you know, well they went because people were like this feels like the same thing I've already been doing for years and I'm not going to give up the five years, the ten years, whatever that I've already invested in this game to play something that's very similar and and doesn't you know really do anything for me like i can keep all the progress and all the achievements and all the items and whatever else that i have in this game instead of having to start from scratch on a new game that's really not that different so like i get that and i think that's why i still play the the games that i play because i don't want to give up everything that i've done for a game that doesn't wow me doesn't give me that that sense of wonder and like you know it's hard to it's really hard to do that like I understand back when I got into like lineage and world of warcraft it was a completely new experience for me so like everything was new and shiny and like every time you came to a new area in the game you were blown away by like oh man look at that building look at these you know these ruins look at this cool you know monster that I just found everything was new and exciting and it made you feel like 
you were on this epic adventure and now it's it's really hard at least for me personally to get that feeling from any of these newer games that have come out and i know you know part of that does i guess come with me just getting, getting older and having played so many games but i i don't know i think that some some developers just need to take a few more risks in what they're doing and i really would like to see somebody do a true sandbox mmo like um star wars galaxies which is something i mentioned earlier i never gave galaxies much of a chance when i tried it because it really really was confusing i tried it before they did all the the changes to it where i i guess they made <laughs> they made it more like wow in the end which a lot of people didn't like and a lot of people think is what led to it being canceled um but i tried it back when it was true sandbox when you you made a character and you didn't really like you didn't pick like a starting class or whatever you just kind of made a character and you had to it, it was whatever you did increased your your ability to do that so like if you wanted to be you know a bounty hunter that used blasters you had to get your hands on a blaster and you had to go out and use it and you had to get better at that if you wanted to be you know a dancer you had to to dance and you had to do it to get better at it and you know so on and so forth and i have never to this day played another game like that and I thought it was really an interesting concept. Again, back then, I didn't understand it. It was foreign to me, and I really didn't have anybody that I knew that played it to kind of make me understand what it was like. But looking back now, it would be really awesome to have a game like that where you start out and you can do everything it just is a matter of putting the time into actually doing it to get better at it. And I think that's actually part of what I like about Final Fantasy XIV is that you can do all of the jobs available on a single character. Like, there's no, you know, one, one class, one job, whatever per character, and you have to make another character if you want to try the other ones out. You can literally do every every class every job every crafting class whatever on a single character and i i really like that and it's kind of close to what star wars did but more you know more simplified more in the the vein of what mmos are currently and also a lot of a lot of the problem i think today really has to do with communities and rather the lack of a lot of communities and games a lot of people in part have have really <laughs> kind of put that blame on the developers because take world of warcraft for example like a lot of the community that we had back in say vanilla was due to the fact that if you wanted to do you know a dungeon or uh, an elite quest or a raid or whatever else you had to have help to do that and there were no tools in game at the time that assisted you in in finding people if you wanted to do a dungeon you had to go to the big city and find a group for yourself you had to yell and 
you know, local chat saying that you were looking for a group to do this dungeon or that dungeon or this raid. Well, <laughs> really, back then, if you wanted to do a raid, you had to be in a good guild who did raids, but um, either way, like, you, you had to interact and play with the people on your server, and as time went on, they introduced, like, the group finder, so instead of having to yell for a group and, you know, spend sometimes an hour or more, you know, finding a group, you could just hit a button and you'd queue up with random players from any server on your, you know, your shard or whatever, and you could do the dungeon. And it would take sometimes still up to 30 minutes and wait time depending on your class, but it was a surefire way to do it. And then later on they introduced Raid Finder, looking for raid. So you could do raid content without having a, a guild or a group of friends or whatever. You Same thing, you queue up, it matches you with other players from other servers, and you do it. And at the time, it seemed like a really great thing because, like, oh, you know, if I don't have the ability to do these things, now I can do them. But it came at the cost where... That's what everyone started doing, and now nobody was communicating with anybody on their server anymore. So, like right now, if I'm playing World of Warcraft, I get on my server, I couldn't tell you really anybody on my server. Like, besides the people that I personally know, I don't know anybody on the server. Like, back in Vanilla Burning Crusade, whatever, you knew other people... Um, you know whether you grouped with them whether you knew them because they were one of the best raiding guilds and they had the best gear or you know you met them on questing whatever the case is there was a more sense of community back then than there is today because you don't need to find people to do things anymore you can do everything at a, at a click of a button even if you're looking to do quests, there's a, a group finder tool built into the game to just find people to do things with that aren't on your server. So even if you do happen to find somebody that you have a great time doing that activity with, chances are they're not even on your server. And, you know, granted, anymore, WoW has... They've done a good job at making it to where you can do almost anything with people on other servers. So that's kind of alleviated some of it. But nothing, I don't think, will bring back that feeling of just going to a major city and seeing, you know, 10 people that you've, you've seen out questing or people that you've, you know, seen out, like, at a big PvP battle or whatever. So I, I really do believe that... A sense of community is a big thing that a lot of these games are missing and I don't know that anybody's really doing anything to bring that back um, again ashes of creation I'm not <laughs> I'm not trying to, to build that game up because I really don't like I'm not even getting my hopes up about it because I've been burned way too many times but with the way that they're saying that's gonna be like a living game world and that players are going to impact the game world and all that like it seems that that means you'll you'll have more of that sense of community because you'll be you know you and the other players will directly impact the game world but to me there's not enough information out there right now to really know for sure that that's that's going to be the case so 
not putting all my eggs in that basket just yet. Um, so I, I know I've kind of rambled on for a while now, um, but I guess I'll close this up by just saying if, if you're looking for an MMO to play right now, say you don't have any history with any games and you're just looking for something fun to play, I definitely would recommend Final Fantasy XIV. Um, actually, at the time of recording this, if you have Amazon Prime, Twitch Prime, there's a, a free starter edition where you get the base, I think it's the base game in 30 days of playtime for free um, with Final Fantasy XIV. And you can play as, you know, as much as you want, basically, up to the 30 days, and then you can continue subscription, get the expansions, whatever. Um, so I would definitely recommend that. WoW is still a, a really good game. I know everybody's kind of hating on it right now because of the direction that things have, have taken in the last year plus, but it still is a good solid game, and you can play that for free. I think it's up to level 20, so you can, you can try that out. And I think the way they have it now with WoW is if you subscribe, you get access to like all the content up to the current expansion, I think. And it's only like the current expansion that you have to buy, so that's a pretty good deal. Um, and those are your two big pay-to-play MMOs. If you're looking for like a buy-to-play MMO, one where you do the base purchase but there's no monthly subscription, um, Guild Wars 2, still a really good option. I have that. I haven't played it in a while, but it is a really, really solid game. It's got a lot of really good features. It's really polished and nice. I would definitely recommend that. Elder Scrolls Online is another one. A very, very good game, very polished. And as far as I know, you pay for the base game and there's no subscription fee or anything like that. So that's a good option. Um, as far as straight up free to play ones, I honestly don't really play a lot of those anymore, so I have a hard time really recommending one. I've tried Terra, and it's pretty good. It's more of like an action MMO in the style of combat and everything, but it is very well done and polished for a free-to-play MMO. Um, Lineage 2 is still out there. It's an older game, and it's, uh, <laughs> it's a very different kind of game, so I don't know that I would really recommend that if, you're, if you don't have a history with it. Um, and then there's still like Rift, I believe is completely free to play now. I think it's more on the end of free to play, but if you really want to do anything, you're going to end up having to cough up some money kind of free to play. So I, I don't really know how much I could recommend trying that, but it's another option. Um, but yeah, there, there's t more than enough free to play MMOs out there if you just Google free-to-play MMO, you'll find a huge long list and um, a lot of different options. But if you're looking for quality, if you're looking for polish, you're going to have to either pay an entry fee or pay a subscription, more or less. So that's that's something to think about. But, but yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say for this episode. Um, I'm really just trying to to uh, have a good time with this. I mean, this is really just about, you know, talking with you guys. I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, the best way really to, to get in touch with me is just send me a tweet. I'm Zorvax on Twitter. You know, send me a, a direct message if you want or um, 
you can just at, you know at me send a tweet at me and say hey you know listen to the podcast and I wanted to ask you this or I wanted to comment this or whatever and I will definitely get get back with you I'd love to hear from everybody so thank you again for listening I hope you guys enjoyed this episode I have several ideas coming for the future episodes and I'm looking for right now to do a release schedule of about one episode per week um I don't know what day I haven't really nailed down a good day for releases yet so it might be a little erratic for the time being but uh but I'm definitely aiming for right now to do at least one episode per week. So if you can follow it or subscribe to it, I'm really not, I'm brand new to podcasting. So I'm not honestly really sure how all that stuff works. Um, so either, you know, bookmark it, save it, however you're listening. I'm sure there's some kind of a way to do that. So, (laughs) um, if you're enjoying it, I'd appreciate it. I'd love to have you back. I'd love to hear your questions or comments and, uh, That's it. Um, Again, my name is Zoravax, and I hope you guys have a great day.